Hi, I'm Lindsay Boomershine, brand manager of High Five Gear. H5G has thousands of designs to choose from and no hidden artwork fees. How awesome is that? Have your jersey tell your story. Order online at www.high5gear.com today. Add H5G into your wardrobe and show off your individuality. Use code ABOVE180 at checkout for $20 off any H5G style. Order today and enjoy high5gear.com. Bowling this month is bowling's trusted technical resource that's relied upon by thousands of serious bowlers, pro shop operators, and professional coaches. From independent ball reviews to great instructional articles on all facets of our sport, you'll find it all at bowlingthismonth.com. For less than the price of a cup of coffee per month, you can have online access to Bowling This Month's premium technical bowling content that will help you improve your game. Bowling This Month is so confident you'll be satisfied, they're offering a 14-day money-back guarantee to all subscribers. Check out BowlingThisMonth.com and sign up today. Hi, this is Norm Duke. You're listening to Above180.com with Tim Berg. Tim Berg is ready to hit the lanes, approaching the issues that you, the bowler, want to know. From the latest equipment reviews, coaching, to drilling layouts, and the stars of the PBA. Now, here's your host, Tim Berg. Joining me in the Above180.com podcast is Alex George. Alex recently rolled games of 290, 279, and 279 for an 848 series to take the lead in the regular singles division at the 2022 USBC Open Championships in Las Vegas. Alex, it's Tim Berg. Thanks for joining me today. A pleasure having me. I appreciate it. All right, Alex. Well, we had to get you on the show to talk about you taking over the singles league lead at the Open Championships in Las Vegas, shooting an 848 series. Let's talk about what, um, I mean, we're, we're going to begin with that and then work our way hopscotch through the rest of the Open Championships and your experience for the tournament. Okay. But let's begin with that that single set what uh how did you guys set up the lanes is is that people watch the videos and did you did you ever think you'd have something that big going in and can you first off can you put into words now that you're back home the the craziness of being in Vegas itself and the south point and all the hoopla has somewhat subsided but can you did you ever think you'd ever you know be able to do anything like this out at the open championships um well in Syracuse in 2018 uh, I had the front 10. So I, I know I can strike out at the Open Championships, and I've always wanted to shoot an honor score like 300 or try to win an eagle. Um, I never expected to shoot 848 when I woke up at 5 in the morning to try to go pull the 7 a.m. squad, that's for sure. Oh, and really, well, after doubles, like I felt fairly lined up, but never in my wildest dreams I think I was going to miss three times and have a chance to beat Bill Gergen's record going into the 10th frame in three. How did you guys, I guess, what was your breakdown? How did you guys play the lanes in, in doubles? Was was your plan to set them up for singles per se? Like everyone goes in with some different, you know, a different mindset in t- as uh, as they're bowling. What was your guys' mindset, your your crew's mindset that you had? Um, we didn't really try to set them up too much. Um Rick Miller's left-handed, so he's kind of out of the equation for the other three of us. Um, myself, Clint Johnson, Brett Sterling, I just went out there and threw shots. I pulled the bowlers journal the night prior, 
by a kind of a general idea of what I wanted to do. Um, and I was the only one of the three of us that played them from the right. And I, I threw a, a mode of tank blitz all six games. Um, I just kind of moved my feet in and changed my hand position as I needed to to get my ball to continue to strike. And, and Brett and Clint, I think after I shot 290, decided that they were going to try to stay out of the way a little bit would be my guess. I never really talked to them a whole lot while we were bowling those last couple games about what they were doing. You mentioned uh, you mentioned that changing your hand position and changing things around. The one thing that uh, having bowled at uh, bowled the championships last month is that it seemed like the even with only sounds like I had the same situation you did. We had three righties and one <laughs> lefty. It seemed like the carry down, and I hear this from other people too. The carry down for singles and even towards the end of doubles got a little bit tricky. So, was that when you started changing the hand position? And, and then, did you go stronger? Did you go weaker? Did, how did you how did you manipulate the hand? I really don't know how much carry down I saw since I was the only one in my part lane, but thrown more or less went into urethane ball. And there was plenty of carry down, I'm sure. Um, just as my ball would kind of get a little bit lazy and it, uh, would try to mix them instead of being a little bit more flush in the pocket when it got there, I would just try to manipulate my hand and add a little bit more rotation to it, just help it get down the lane a little bit more and have a little bit more energy, uh, coming off the end of the pattern. So talking about your other two sets, not too shabby, all things considered, mm-hmm. um, 622 in team and then uh, 688 in doubles. So you, you had a good look in doubles, obviously, right? It wasn't like it was, it Correct, was, yeah. ter- you know, so it, it just seemed like it really just, just ended up uh, working out well for you. Let's talk about you though. And, um, and uh, as you, as you went through this, you bowled collegiately at Newman. What were some of Correct, your big yep. takeaways from Newman? And then how do you feel that even helped you prepare for the Open Championships? Oh, I, when I got to Newman as a freshman in 2013, I I was not that good of a bowler. Like, I, I was marginally okay. Um, and through those four years, just growing as a bowler and a person, you know, learning what transition is, what bowling balls to throw when and how, and um, just what to see recognize all motion and when I see certain things happen, how I need to react to get my ball to continue to strike. Um, I, I can't say enough about like what Billy Murphy and Justin Crumley uh, have done to help me in my bowling career. And so as we do still have, uh, have a little bit of time left in the tournament, I saw over the weekend – um, there, there was someone shot at eight thirty-five. Are you keeping an eye on the scoreboard? I mean, it, it seems like that number, like you think it would be safe, but yet I'm guessing you're still at least paying attention in some ways. Uh, absolutely, I'm a serial scoreboard watcher when I'm bowling. Um, I always like to know where I am in perspective to the leaders and the cut line and all that stuff. Um, so every time there's a new doubles and single squad, I'll go on and check and make sure nobody's you know making a run at me in singles but the funny thing is i actually know sam pretty well uh he also bowled at newman uh before i got there so i've had i had a lot of interactions with him in wichita for probably the last 10 to 12 years um and i i know him well enough to know that when he starts striking um he normally doesn't stop striking so when he shot 290, I, I had a sneaking suspicion he was going to get really, really close. And 
Thankfully, he missed twice the last game. Um, and then I wanted him to strike out in the ninth and 10th for the tie. Cause I thought that would have been pretty cool to tie a friend to hopefully win an Eagle. And at what point for you, you start out, like you said, you start out with 290. At mm-hmm. what point for you did, did, or did nerves ever creep into the picture? I know you said it's your early squad, 7 a.m. Not, um, not a lot, always a people on if, if your spouse or, you know, it's not like you have a, during the mm-hmm. day, you have a lot more folks around, but at what point for right. you did, did any nerves start or did they ever start? Um, I mean, I think you're always nervous when you rattle off the front six, seven, or eight, at least a little bit at the open championships. Um, when I got up in the ninth game two, I actually thought it was the 10th frame. So I got up there, like, anticipating needing to bowl three, and I went, oh, my gosh, showing the ninth. And I, I should have backed off, to be honest with you, but by that point I was too committed and just threw a mediocre shot and got nine. Um, after I struck out in the 10th game two for 279, I walked back knowing, you know, if I rattle off the front 11, I, I had a chance to beat the record of 862. And so and take the lead, obviously. So there were, there were some nerves in there, but – Focusing on pre-shot routine, the physical and mental side of that, just trying to focus on each shot that I was going to throw, um, definitely helped in calming the nerves and getting my mindset to focus on the task at hand more than anything. Um, when I stepped up in the 10th frame, game three, there, there were certainly some nerves and, you know, a little bit creeping in the back of the head of, you know, I could do this instead of just trying to make a really good shot. Please remember to check out BowlingThisMonth.com, bowling's best and most comprehensive technical resource, all at your fingertips. Lots of great stuff up there right now. This is a great time of the year for you to be tweaking some things in your game. They have a great article up called Coach, I've Got a Question. Check that one out. Here's one about finding the right coach. So that's always uh, something that we'll hit on from time to time in the podcast, but also a, a good thing to take a look at their article and figure that out. All sorts of uh, articles, your ball reviews on your left-hand side, feature articles, everything you need all at your fingertips. Again, check out BowlingThisMonth.com. And when it comes to looking good on the lanes, please check out H5GBrands.com. High Five Gear is where you want to go for your dye-supplemented jerseys. If you're looking for team jerseys, maybe next year for the Open Championships, maybe you're getting ready to bowl some PBA regional events, please go there. And remember, use promo code ABOVE180. That will get you $20 off your next order. And I'm going to tell you this, too. If you've used that promo code in the past, you can use it again. So you ordered your jersey last year. You like the jersey. You like the service. You'd like a new jersey. Use that promo code again, and you will get another 20 bucks off. Again, dye supplemented jerseys there. Design your own jersey. No hidden artwork fees. They walk you through the entire process if you've never done it. They, it's a very simple and straightforward process that they help you through. So, again, check out everything. H5GBrands.com if you're looking for that dye supplemented jersey. Also have the PBA replica jerseys up there. Seeing some of the PBA league jerseys not jerseys you can now get so check everything out on their website it's all at that one place h5gbrands.com alex what would it mean for you to win that usbc eagle uh it would mean a a lot i mean there's only five eagles to get each year in the regular division and you know you look at the names that have won it and there aren't a whole lot of uh, chumps on that list if any 
you you have to be such a good bowler and take advantage when you have it or if you're bowling team event your whole team has to take advantage like Mac and Mills did and to win one at I'd be what 27 um and probably hopefully have at least 30 40 years left bowling the Open Championships, I mean, that, that means a lot to have the opportunity to win so many more after that. And what do you say to people that when they watch your three shots that, that were posted by the um, the great team out there, the communications guys, uh, Aaron and, and those, what do you say to them? Oh, I didn't have that when I bowled. I didn't have that much room. I didn't have this. I didn't have that, et cetera. What's your initial reaction to them, or what's your comeback? Bowl better? I mean – uh, they've been the same. Matt's group right now in April. The, the gentleman who, I'm so sorry, I don't remember who shot 835 before me. Uh, I think it's like Scott Patkey or something, but I'm sure I'm wrong. Um, he bowled in like mid-May. So I don't think the lanes are different. I think the pair you get is important to an extent and who you bowl with. Um, but I'm not a bad bowler by any stretch. I won on the regional tour. Um, I've competed on the regional tour for a few years now and had success. Um, and I, I just took advantage of what I had. And if you watch those shots in the ninth and the two in the tenth, they're in the same part of lane. The only difference was one of them was a little bit stinny, and that's one that didn't strike. What were what was your preparation for the Open Championships this year, and what uh, and, and how did yeah how did you guys prepare? How did did you for team you know and this, a lot of this is more of a team from the team perspective, mm-hmm. but how did you guys prepare as a team, or did you prepare? Did you do the team? Uh, did you do the team challenge? You said you did a bowler's journal set. I'm curious because it's in mm-hmm. a completely different center. How close was it to what um, what people will see in the stadium in the plaza? Uh, I I thought for me they were within the realm of similar. Um, obviously, the actual bowling center in South Point to me looks way more than the plaza. Um, but I still was able to take that info because I shot 669. Like, it didn't bowl terrible. Um, so I was able to take that info and just stick it in my brain, went out and just kind of utilized what I saw out there compared to there to just kind of get myself lined up. Um, practiced a few times. We didn't practice as a team because – we're from four four different states: Nebraska, Kansas, um, Texas, and Missouri. Um, but I bowled the PTM the Sunday before, and I bowled maybe the worst I'd ever bowled in like a four month stretch. I missed like eight or nine makeables in six games, which doesn't happen to me. I didn't miss one for the next twelve. Um, and then we went into team with kind of a general idea. Uh, we only had five, so we bowled with um, a random team. They were actually pretty nice people and fun to bowl with. Um, so we had a general idea of what we wanted to do from what we'd seen from other people that are bowled in team. Um, and then same when it comes to doubles, I think all of us have bowled the Bowlers Journal and had kind of an idea of what we wanted to do to try to score. You mentioned that you know you threw some motive gear. So if there's any any other equipment you want to get out there that you threw as well in your nine game set or what you thought looked good in that motive yeah. line, uh, feel free to let's uh, let's do that as well. Absolutely. Well, I, I'm actually a free agent, so I took balls from just about every company out there. Um, in team, I threw an IQ Tornado Pearl and then a UC two. Um, to me, I I think team is relatively straightforward. I just didn't bowl great. 
Um, I think you want kind of cleaner, smoother balls. I, I tried to throw a Nova to begin with, and it was just way too strong. Um, hooked way too much. Um, and then in doubles and singles, um, I think what the four guys that have shot 800 in singles, we've thrown four completely different bowling balls. Uh, I threw what's basically a urethane ball. Sam Swinford threw a big, strong asymmetrical ball and an alpha jackal. Uh, Nathan Bowler had an 811 a couple nights ago. He threw a, a pride for motive. And then the gentleman, and I apologize again for not remembering his name. I should have looked it up. Um, who was leading before me, I think he threw a phase two. Uh, and I, I think all four of us are in completely different parts of the lane. So I, I don't think it matters necessarily where you play um, as long as you don't completely trash the lane or or anything like that. As long as you can repeat once you get a couple of the strike, I think they're more than hittable. Um, obviously, you don't shoot 848 when they're, when they're dirt hard. <laughs> so I... I think they're relatively easier than they have been in probably the last four years or so. Yeah, as someone, I'm I'm curious, what is your perspective on that? What do you think with the lanes, like you said, being a little bit softer, even if if people didn't obviously score as well as you, if you're able to get to the pocket and someone who's younger and has a lot of open championships ahead of them, hopefully, Mm -hmm. uh, is this this a sort of pattern you want to see or do you want to see them tougher? I know having bowled in college, I'm guessing you bowled on some real tough stuff, but... What are your thoughts? Oh, yeah, we bowled on some stuff that was just silly when I was in college. You know, going from playing the right gutter game one to the end of the tournament, you're throwing it over the left gutter and hoping it stays on the right side of the head. Um, When it comes to the championships, I think there should be some kind of variety. Um, I wouldn't want to see them easier than this by any stretch. I think that would be too easy. Um, But some kind of range, I think this at the easier end of the range, right, like the very end of it. Um, and then they can get a little bit harder too. I don't think that's a bad thing, um, to have them not be the exact same scoring pace every year, uh, I think helps open up more people to have a chance to score in certain years. Um, one of the biggest complaints you see is people say they're too hard. I think there's definitely an in-between to be found between say this year and a few years ago, I thought they were really, really hard. Um, so yeah, I, I, I like the variety. I like to see it change up where you have to play and where you can and can't play all that fun stuff. All right. Wichita, Kansas is Alex George. Thank you for being here on the above 180.com hey, podcast. Thanks for having me. All the best of luck moving forward. And, uh, we'll be ca- catching up with you again down the road here sometime soon. Hope, hopefully with an Eagle in my hand.